it's a bug's life for real <laughs> the whole time we're watching it we're going oh it's like the bug's life <laughs> like every time it's like it's oh like flick's <laughs> doing this but it's not flick it's samurai instead nick hasn't seen bug's life so he has no idea what we're talking about so i'm gonna watch bug's life and be like oh it's seven samurai Welcome back to Four White People Try to Pronounce Japanese Names. Oh my god, we watched uh, Your Granddad's uh, Bug's Life. Uh, we watched The <laughs> Seven Samurai, uh, a movie from 1954. It's 300 years long. Uh, three hours and 27 minutes with a five-minute intermission, which we definitely took. We watched it over two nights. <laughs> but we didn't know that we stopped it. So, yeah, it was the best. So I paused the movie night one and was like, this feels like a good place to stop. I paused it and shut it off. And then last night, we picked it back up, unpaused it, and I kid you not, one frame after I pressed play was the intermission. <laughs> That's and I was hilarious. like, it was a pretty good place like, to stop, I guess. I, guess. Right. <laughs> I had a Nailed similar it. experience, but I waited for the intermission to come up, and then I paused it, and then I like pl- pressed play, thinking it was like a brief, like instantaneous, uh, like, all right, uh, we're back. Like and, I was like, oh, and I was like, look at my watch, like, what is this? Like an ad break? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just like Koji symbols yeah. on the screen for a million years with like the yeah. little, that little drum beat. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Must be nice to not watch it the night before and have to sit through three and a half hours. Yeah. Well, well, I watched it the night before. Yeah. We all made our decisions. <laughs> yeah. This is the first one I didn't watch multiple times, which I'm well, yeah. kind of upset about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's an unrated film. <gasps> unrated. Yeah. Unfiltered. So scandalous, this movie. Very scandalous. Uh, Unpants. It's, it's uh, one time. No pants. Yeah, a lot of not pants. What one time? Oh, just one time. Quick sidebar. I went to a Kmart to buy Barbie Fairytopia. cinematic classic this is quite the sidebar (laughs) and hold on hold on i am it was marked as unrated right so we take it up to buy it me and my sister and two friends i was like 17 and then we're laughing about barbie movie it's unrated and then the cashier goes it's porn just so loudly for the entire like kmart to see Or here because you hear audio, you don't see it. Um, and then I was like, no, 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 it's, it's a Barbie movie. It was movie. subtitled. Yeah, we saw a lot of audio for this movie. movie. Anyways, that's my unrated movie story. Was <laughs> a whole Kmart thought about porn. Hey, like, they let you get it? it. Do you sell porn at Kmart? Because yeah, you couldn't. You weren't old enough to get it. So <laughs> that's true. It, that's they true. let it slide. So Kmart. Gotta love it. Thanks, Kmart. That's why that Kmart doesn't Thanks, exist Kmart. now. Yeah, it's dead. It's the Ocala Mall. <laughs> what a... <sighs> what a dump. All right. This movie's <laughs> long. So it's a samurai movie. Obviously, there's seven of them-ish. Uh, there's like six, and then there's seven, and then there's six, and then there's five, and then there's four. <laughs> then there's three. And then there's three, yeah. Mm. You know. And uh, it's a bug's life, for real. <laughs> The whole time we're watching it, we're going, oh, it's like the Bugs Life. <laughs> like every time it's like, it's oh, like Flick's <laughs> doing this, but it's not Flick. It's Samurai instead. Uh, Nick hasn't seen Bugs Life, so he has no idea what we're talking about. 
So I'm going to watch Bugs Life and be like, oh, it's Seven Samurai. Right. Yeah. You're going to watch Bugs Life and go, it's a lot dumber, Seven Samurai, but uh, <laughs> but funner. But Circus Bugs. Hopefully shorter. How could you be Circus Bugs? <laughs> BYOB. <laughs> Good movie, man. It really is. I had the great pleasure forgetting that you said this last week that it was like a Bugs Life and mid-watching it, I was like, this is Bugs Life. And yeah. I was like, I had to realize it for myself. <laughs> so I was like, nice. Uh, this movie... Uh, one of the most influential films of all time, apparently. Uh, that's what we read. Um, what and obviously, uh, Bugs Life is just a remake. Um, there was the Magnificent Seven uh, mm-hmm. Western movie, which this movie, when it was released in the U.S., was called the Magnificent Seven. And then when really? the Western came out, they reverted this back to its like l- more literal Japanese translation of Seven Samurai. Huh. Uh, when it was originally, they say why they changed it. Uh, I guess to appeal to us more because mm-hmm. we like magnificence and not seven. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. they thought they had to like zhuzh it up for America because we're so dumb. What's um, a samurai? Yeah. Well, the samurai. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Samurai was the changed word, not seven. I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there's seven. Like, what's the Tarantino <laughs> one? Uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight is. Uh, there's Star Wars themes to bring up Star Wars. A New Hope is uh, has a lot of the same, um, you know, small resistance uprising against a more populous and powerful foe kind of themes. Um, this movie created the uh, getting the gang together trope. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I heard. So, and that's kind of a thing in Star Wars too. And then there's that Mandalorian episode in season one where he's like defending the village. Like that's a seven samurai. Yeah. Uh, so super influential. Even movie. the Mandalorians in general kind of feel like the samurai because it's like this collective group. Or at least um, Kikuchio. I'm going to mess up his name every time. Say for me somebody. Kikuchio. Kikuchio is kind of like Mandalorian because like he became... One, but he wasn't born into it. Kind yeah, of like thing. he wasn't a samurai when he has mm-hmm. that moment. This kid is just like me, or whatever. When the the kid, the oh, orphan kid, yeah, yeah. Um, that was cool. And then, especially in the 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 last battle, uh, not the final stand, but through the whole battle process, um, when samurai started falling, and and with the young the young samurai kid who's got to choose like the lady or the samurai, I'm like, dude, this kid's Anakin. Like this oh, is yeah. like heavy Jedi stuff. Yeah. Um so I don't know, everything is Star Wars, but Star Wars, Star Wars is yeah. this though. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars nope. is this. Um the uh the transitions, the different swipes. swipes. The swipes. Yeah. Yep. It's very uh George Lucas. Also Star Wars. George Lucas is like, write that down. I love that. I'll do this in 2005. Yeah, It'll be like great. The, uh, yeah, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just make it a little different. <laughs> Some of his transitions, the shutters one, oh, it's so bad. Uh, the actor that played uh, Kikuchio uh, was in the Japanese Imperial Army in World War II, but he was a photographer, mm. so it's fine. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's also so like fine. One, of, one of Japan's most influential actors. Like that dude was in, mm. he was in 18 of this director's movies. Wow, a lot of movies. So they're just hanging out all the time and 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 being making movies together. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Akira Kurosawa is the director. He also edited it. Um, for what that's worth, which isn't really common, right? No, no, yeah. Um, I wouldn't think so. No, because there's like a whole editing team now. But everything was yeah. different in the fifties, I guess. True. 
Um, Probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. Just talking to my ass, man. Um, um, just making conversation. So, I, expectations. Let's do that first. Okay. I think that's like one of the most important things to talk about in this movie because um, I guess I'll go first. The only thing I knew going in is that it was a bug's life, which is from uh, the... We, I try not to do a lot of spoily Googling, but I kind of did when we pulled the movie out. <laughs> you know, I don't, I try not to do a lot of spoiler Googling for this show. <laughs> just for, everything else. for my casual movie everything. watching, I just like, we'll look up the plot first. Cause I don't like to be stressed. <laughs> uh, but for this, I, I didn't want to, but I, I did see how influential it was and saw that bugs life was like a rip and people and, and people told us, uh, not that we can control the bucket, but to watch this before kill bill, I had been told <laughs> a couple times. Um, so, I expected all of the samurai to die was my expectation. Oh. Mm. Um, I figured that it would, where I thought it was going is all the samurai would die. And then like the villagers would like rise up and, and, and actually do the, the doing. That's what I thought the movie was going to be. Do the doing. So, um, but not all of them died, which is kind of a pleasant surprise for me. Um, I expected it to be more boring. And I, that was, I like old movies. I think that was a runtime projection. Uh, Mm -hmm. I projected boring because it's a million year long movie. Uh, And then we made the decision pretty quickly. We're going to split this in two. And that was smart. Um, I expected it to be more convoluted as well. Like it was a pretty simple story. Uh, Like I don't Mm -hmm. remember really any of the character names. I'm looking them up on IMDb. She remembers the character names better than me because she's smarter than I am. Just a few. Uh, But, uh, I was like, I don't know the character names, but I know who they are, if that makes sense. Like, I've got everybody diced up in my brain, and I'm following the story really well because it's pretty straightforward. Like, there wasn't a lot of, like, subplot, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was some. There was some subtext, especially with um, our boy, uh, whatever his face is, Kikuchio. Like, he, he had a lot of mm-hmm. subplot. The one young villager kid the that was, like, boy. super pissed off. Oh, no. No, the one Not whose wife... Boy. Was it was oh, taken yeah. by uh, Rikichi? Rikichi? Rikichi. Yeah, yes. he, Rikichi. He had some sub story that we learned throughout, uh, and then yeah, the youngest samurai kid who was um, macking on the chick that the got her hair chopped girl. off. Just laying her in a bunch of flowers, knew, but I can't remember his name. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his. He name. had a hard one. Yeah. Katsu Katsushiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely did. We are so for the girl. <laughs> yeah. We're oh so, boy, uh, we're so lover, pa- I like Lover Boy. Yeah, and then my favorite one was just the guy, the old man that was called Old Man. Yeah. Yep. In the roughest voice. I did. I also expected it to be more on the nose, like a Bug's Life. You know, yeah. like they would have a, a the bird equivalent. You know, and then uh, mm-hmm. um, the like I guess I should have known that it wouldn't be this but you know like it's circus clowns in a bug's life versus actual samurai on seven samurai so they kind of like flipped it there but uh, I'm gonna punch my microphone but yeah I don't know that's that's kind of what I thought um you want to go yeah, I can with your go. expectations. Um, so I expected something very different. I thought this was gonna be like a very long, drawn out drama, which I guess it was, but it was a very light heart like it had a light hearted tone to yeah. it, in my opinion. Um, and it had a lot more of like comedy 
little bits kind of sprinkled in. Um, so I was honestly pleasantly surprised. Like I was dreading watching this movie. I didn't want to watch it. Like I was expecting a lot of like long dramatic pauses where people are just like staring off into space. Like (laughs) they're coming and then they like, look. Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) like get to the point, but there wasn't any, like it moved at a good pace. Um, so like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. It wasn't what I expected. You were concerned about having to read the whole time. How are the subtitles for you? Um, they were okay. It's just, we're so used to being lazy and just being able to listen or look at our phones or go and do something while we're watching. So it was different to have to like, I have to focus because if I look away, I won't know what's happening. There was one scene where, um, it's when the, um, what's the, I think it's Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. So it's before he, they go and do the bandit attack. Right. And there, one of the samurai like prods him, Hey, it's time for you to like, grow up and get a wife (laughs) then he doesn't want to talk and then one of the samurai goes to try to like 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 talk talk him up and and like get him unbummed out and uh we're watching and then our one of our dogs did something funny and we heard rikichi talk but neither of us were looking at the screen um and we had to like oh what did he say i don't know did you catch it no so we rewound and then he literally said I'm not going to say anything. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. And we were both like, oh, "Oh, okay. Thanks, Ricky. (laughs) Uh, Nick, speaking of subtitles, you had never watched anything not in English, I don't think. So how was that for you? No, this was my first Japanese movie. Is it your first first foreign language film, period? First foreign language uh, film. I've watched a couple TV shows where I've had to do subtitles or an English dub. Um, which by the way, English dub is never the move. No. Can you imagine um, an English dub for this? It would be awful. Go it'd ahead. Be awful. I don't <laughs> even think it exists. There's no way. Um, cause no one wants to talk for three and a half hours. <laughs> um, so yeah, first Japanese, first samurai movie, obviously. Um, I was excited to watch it with no context. Because it's such a big movie you hear about all the time. Like, I've heard about it a lot. Really? Just never never seen it. And you'd not seen Pugs um, No. So seeing that kind of with fresh eyes and not having any expectations other than knowing it's a legendary movie was cool. Um, it was... Supr- I thought it was just going to be a war movie. I was kind of like you, Cameron, where it was just... I thought it was going to be slow, boring... Yeah, and sacrificial. Or maybe Daniel said that, but we both did in different ways. Yeah, but it was kind of heartwarming, like mm-hmm. lighthearted. I think Daniel said it was also really funny. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really comedic scenes, especially the I don't know his name the Kuchio, the drunken the, the drunken samurai the drunk guy the samurai, <laughs> the samurai. He was hysterical, and the main character, I guess. Um, Ooh. No, it was really fun. He could be argued to be the main character. Yeah. I mean, if you look on Google, he is. And he stole the show, for sure. That actor, too, I feel like... was like the top build actor in the movie. He was, but he I was think famous. that is hindsight being 2020. Because uh, he did mm. a million more samurai movies after this. Mm. And that became like... He also was... Um, I forget the the great Japanese admiral in World War II, Yamamoto, maybe. He played him a couple times in a couple films. Like, mm. he's a legendary Japanese actor. So that could be, like, 
billing in reverse. Gotcha. I felt like hmm. the main character hmm. to me was the bald samurai, the one that like Cam got, Cambe? Yeah. That, uh. <sighs> Kambe or Shimada, yeah. whatever his name is, Shimada. I thought he was, in my mind, I projected him as the main, but it's it's kind of ambiguous. That's interesting. Well, yeah. Right, yeah. I think all the characters, like, I feel like the, the samurai, all seven of them are the main character. Like, they all work together really well. And there's two or three villagers that even have their moment, too. It's like the yeah. main characters in this movie. Um, Which I think speaks to how well written it is. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I expected a, a three and a half hour movie to have like scenes that could have been cut or like sub story that had no relevance. But like beginning to end, I thought it was really well written and felt it like it didn't feel like three and a half hours. I watched it in one sitting. It felt long. Yeah. Well, it yeah. didn't feel like three and a half hours. And I think that's because it was that well written. I thought some of the searching for the samurai scenes we're slow at times. Yeah, those could have been trimmed down, but not cut. Right. Maybe. What, what, what yeah. did you think going in? I don't know that I had heard of this movie really until we started doing this podcast. So like, really, I really didn't know what. I, like, I I knew like going out of that last episode, like how it impacted Star Wars and all that stuff. Like, I knew that like uh, Star Wars took inspiration from samurai movies and stuff like that, but I didn't know which movies. Um, so I didn't know anything about like the plot or like anything. But yeah, it was kind of a daunting you know, movie to, you know, go into, because it's like, I'm used to, like, these newer movies. It's like a long movie, three and a half. It's very, anything over two, and I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit, you know, intimidated by that. And then also having to do subtitles, it's also, you know, a much older movie. And it's also a different culture and a different period in history. So it's like, I'm really far removed from it. So I was, like, hoping it wouldn't be, like, really tough to get through. But um, I did take like a little 10 minute break for the intermission, but I watched it all one day. Wow. Um, yeah, it was like, uh, I was surprised by like the technical camera work that they did. Uh, there's a lot of like panning. Um, the staging that they did was like all, like every scene seemed like it could have been a portrait or like a photo, you know, it's like everything was really masterfully kind of arranged. Um, a lot of humorous parts that I didn't really expect. I thought it was gonna be more of a serious drama, but there's a lot of lighthearted moments. Um, it's balanced. And, yeah, and they did a really good job of mm -hmm. introducing each samurai. That was like my biggest, like, I don't know much about like samurai culture, but each one was very distinct mm -hmm. and like had a, you know, a specialization or a uh, personality or character differentiation that made them stand out and made them unique. The way they yeah. dress was differently um, or was different. So it was like, that was really cool to see that they were able to expand that deeply on like one kind of like archetype. Um, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, as far as expectation, I didn't really know what to yeah. think going into it, but I was definitely like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, this is one that I was <clears throat> semi hesitant to put on the list. Um, I so the list, I don't know if we'll ever put it out there, but we obviously we the four of us have it, and it is in an order. We've scrambled it in our bucket, but it was in an order of just um, like movies that I had picked first to last. Like it's in chron chronological order of how I picked. And this was in the top half because what I did first was looked up like the most influential and best movies of all time. And this kept popping up, but I was afraid of a it's runtime and B it's an old foreign language film. Um, but I think I was afraid of the two movies I was afraid of most are this and gone with the wind. <laughs> gone with I'm the a little wind nervous is, about gone with the wind. Gone with yeah. the wind is another almost four hour movie uh, and another really I old one. I thought for sure this was going to be the oldest one on the list. Like for whatever reason, it felt it, maybe Citizen because Kane's it, older it, than this. 
Yeah, yeah. so Citizen Kane was 13 oh, years before this. Yeah. Which feels crazy. I think it's just because of, like, the time it's set in makes mm-hmm. it feel older, right. maybe. Yeah. Plus, but, like, I, I looked at our list, which, by the way, if you do want to see the list, follow me on Letterboxd, because I definitely have it on there. Don't <laughs> nice. tell Cameron. Um, That's fine. It's the seventh oldest movie on our list. Oh. Wow. We got a lot of so oldies. What were you going to say? One for each samurai. I was just going to say, I think <laughs> what helps make it feel, like, older and historical is the director, it had the sets constructed like to be historically historically accurate in that region of japan they weren't done like on a set or a sound stage it was like no we're going to this region and we're going to use these materials and it's going to be mm-hmm. an actual yeah. like village and that's how the actor like to help them with their performances to help with the feel um which i thought was interesting i read that at this time Ooh. in uh this release time so the mid-1950s um more than half of Japan was still agricultural. So more than wow. half of Japanese jobs were still agricultural jobs. So it resonated with the populace over there uh, because it was like, oh, we still do that. Like, this is still what we do. we're still out here, like growing barley and whatnot, um, which is interesting. And then in the years following it, it industrialized very quickly. Um, hmm. But uh, it was an interesting footnote uh, in the articles I was reading about this film. So. Um, I really didn't. This was the only movie so far. Ooh, I think so. I think this is the only movie so far I had. Not, I did not take notes during, um, <laughs> which hopefully does not negatively impact this show. But <laughs> I just like it seemed like I was following the plot very well. Um, and a lot of my notes are like trying to be witty or come up with topics or whatever. And this one, I definitely just was like, nope, I'm just going to watch this. Um and it was it was good. I, I struggled a little bit. I mentioned this a minute ago with the gathering the samurai part uh, when the villagers go and they take mm-hmm. the rice. And the, do you kind of uh, want to talk through like the steps of the movie? Yeah, like let's do that. So there. So then we know what we're referring. Yeah. To. So um, there's really kind of uh, two basic parts, really three. They the villagers uh, have a history of being attacked by bandits for bugs life. It's hopper and the grasshoppers taking the food. Um, and it's exactly the same thing, but it's not um, like with the grasshoppers. It seems more of like a protective deal. And then this is just bandits being wild. It, it seems bandits be wild um, and just stealing their food, killing, stealing women and then leaving uh, and not like some sort of like um, we'll kill you if you don't give us food kind of deal. So that, that differs a bit from the children's bug movie. Um, and then the villagers are like, well, how do we defend ourselves? Um, we can hire the, the Rikichi or whatever his face is. He's like, we can hire samurai and he kind of gets laughed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first he wants to fight and then he's like, we can hire samurai or something like that. We need some professional help. So yeah. they go off to <clears> some <throat> village, other village or city, even like it seems significantly larger than the farm village, um, uh, to try to recruit samurai. Um, and that's when we get, um, this was one of the first uses, if not the first, um, again, take everything we say with a grain of salt, but, uh, a, pl- a plot device of, we're going to have an action scene with a character that is not related to the plot of the rest of the movie with the purpose of establishing the character. And that is the old, the oldest samurai guy. That's kind of like the number one dude. We see him cutting his like bun off and like shaving his head which is um a a thing that's i i read and i researched this so briefly 
uh, of like a samurai like denoting his status, like mm-hmm. lowering himself. But he's doing it to disguise himself as a monk to save a kidnapped kid. And we get that yeah. action sequence, and it's not related to the plot. It's not related to anything else in the movie. It's just establishing this dude as like a good guy samurai. Um, then we have like an hour of samurai gathering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of Ocean's Eleven, which is another get the band yeah. back together movie, but the original one I'm talking about, the one from the 60s. But both do which it, yeah. I haven't seen the new one, but it reminded me of the 1960s Ocean's Eleven because it takes forever to get the band together. Uh, and we tried to watch Oceans. You tried to watch it with me and uh, fell off because it takes so long for boring. Frank Sinatra to get the boys together. Uh, it takes so long. Uh, and it was similar in this. But what made it feel like it took long for me is they don't like actually get any samurai past the first guy and his apprentice for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the they're like sleeping in a stable or something I'm like not just sure a, what it just is. a collective yeah, it was room. like a hostel, hostel or something yeah i was like is this just free lodging or i like, didn't what is this but the, of the scenes in there i was like yo we could wrap this up <laughs> yeah like it, it wasn't that, like, like I billy this, guy i was like all right enough of this guy like they're him being so like shrilly yelling and like shrieking at him i was like all right get out of here yeah <laughs> like, you're done buddy the, uh... like, the young guy trying to hit him over the back as they came through the door so that they could test that to see cool. how good they yeah. were. Yeah, they're testing Samurai every time. And he tells his apprentice, the old guy that, that shaved his head off. What was his freaking name? Kambe. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was, yeah, he's got an apprentice and he has him stand by the door with a big stick over his head and try to hit as hard as he can every Samurai they come through because he says a true Samurai will not get hit. Um, which I was like, that's awesome. And then the first dude comes in and he definitely doesn't get hit. And I was like, this is awesome. And then none yes, of them definitely hit. doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm out of here. None of them get Except hit. Except still Kikuchio. Uh, he definitely gets hit in the face because he's Which drunk. one <laughs> recognized what was happening and was like, are you serious? Which one was that? Yeah. Was that his this old is buddy? A joke, right? Or was that a different guy? Was that the archer or, a specialist? Or was it as that flower pants guy? I don't know. I'm trying to remember because there was one guy that picture was going on. It wasn't, I don't know if it, was, the, uh, it wasn't the stoic slender was guy. Gorobe? The guy that was the archer, he was a little bit heavier. Okay, I think that's... I think you're right. Because he, like, smiled at him, like, really? and not, like, But he had another friend that, like, knew him, so I thought it was him at first, because, like, he would know his antics. Is, is the third guy that survived at the end, right? Because it was, it was him, no, the apprentice. No, he lost his buddy. Oh. No, no, I we thought his buddy lived. He said we survived well, again. there were, like, two that were, like... That's I feel true. like there, there were two, two that, that were kind of friendly. Oh, okay. And, but, I mean, he kind of... He mourned pretty, like, he had that moment of, like... My friend, when they bring him back, like on the, is that the one that player. died because Kikuchio like yes. went and got the second gun? Yes. Yeah, and yet, he uh, was too proud. Well, he was jealous. Mm-hmm. Because our stone cold killer, my favorite samurai, man, wait, yeah, wait, yeah what a badass. Awesome. Yeah. When he died, I was kind of like, yep, it serves the story well, but that was the hardest one sad. for me. Sad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Ugh, that's that's kind man. of the first part of the movie is we gather the samurai. Gather then the then samurai. we get to the village itself, and the the reason they have a hard time is that the samurai are doing this pro bono, just kind of like as an honor thing. Like we'll feed you while you help us, but we don't have anything to give you. Yeah, the farmers um, can't afford it. Um, so that's why they're, they're like they're on the struggle bus there, and they kind of get some older dudes <laughs> to help them out. Uh, then we have the like. I, I want to say training montage, but it's not a montage, but they're like training the villagers. They're building a wall. 
destroying protect, a bridge. Yeah, destroying a bridge, like creating protective barriers to guard the. It's like a moat too. Yeah, yeah. They build a moat um, um, to protect the village. Yeah, they're fortifying the village and yep. all for yeah, training the village people. The, the village entrances are conveniently north, south, east, and west, so they have like different. <laughs> they station different samurai with different villagers at each, and blah blah blah. Uh, and then the third part would be like I guess. Um, storming the fort and um, the whole fight scenes. That's that's kind of how I would break up the movie if I had to. Yep. So I would agree. And nope. it's um long. Each part's like <laughs> literally an hour. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> hilarious. The middle part has the most comic relief, though. Uh, we have the love story in there between the youngest samurai and the the girl that gets her hair chopped off by her dad. Um, <laughs> we have. Uh, Kikuchiyo just being wild the whole time, like riding a horse and getting bucked <laughs> off of it. We have my favorite character <laughs> in the whole movie, though, without a doubt, is Yohei. Because that you. dude. Oh, you get yeah. face? I can't make the face, but you can make <gasps> the face. Make the I've, I want you to. <laughs> he reminded me, Nick, of like Barney Fife in Andy Griffith's show. Yeah, like, bit. you know, Barney has this very, very expressive, very expressive yeah. overly animated. Yeah. That was the Barney Fife of this. And also like mm -hmm. a stumbling, bumbling kind of guy. Like he, mm -hmm. the rice gets stolen from him and he's like, I was so careful. I hugged him. <laughs> he's like picking it up one it. grain at a time. I was like, oh, buddy. Bless his heart. And he dies. Yeah. And it's the worst. That was the hardest one. Because it's also, it's also Kikuchiyo's fault because yeah. it's when he leaves. So there's three. He's a little we, uh, this is a historical assumption because I don't know anything about Japan. But uh, the samurai era is like 150 years and it's like from the mid 1400s to the or early 1400s to the mid 1600s or something like excuse me, mm -hmm. something like that. But they got guns in this thing and I didn't know, like, I actually That was a shock. I, I had to look it up. Uh, I looked up and I didn't cheat. I didn't read ahead, but I looked up a couple things in Wikipedia just to like confirm what I had just seen. So like, you know, really slowly scrolling down the plot thing to like make sure I'm in the right paragraph. <laughs> and one of them was because in the fort, one of the dudes gets shot. One of the, is that when we lose the first samurai? Yes. We lose the first samurai yeah. at the fort, like preemptive attack. They like go burn the, the bandit fort down to try to get a leg up on numbers. Cause they know it's 40 versus the seven samurai plus the villagers. It's mm -hmm. 40 bandits. Um, and they try to thin the numbers a little bit. Uh, and one of the samurai gets shot at the very end of the fort attack. And I was like, were there guns here? Like what? But this movie was, so the movie was set in 1586. Okay. So I was curious about that. The whole movie. I'm like, when is, I was going to guess like early 1600s, but that's interesting. Be. When is yeah. guns? Guns is then. Gunpowder gun yeah. is like 1000. Oh, like gunpowder. The Chinese invented gunpowder like forever ago. So I think early guns would be. I mean, we've got pirates with blunderbusses and stuff, right? Well, so yeah. it's definitely oh, it's pre-revolutionary. Um, I mean, we learned the other night watching a hilarious documentary about castles that they had like cannons during like the late medieval period. Uh, the cannons started to come into play and and guns, and that was the 1500s and stuff. So yeah, they've got guns by then. But the the bandits have three muskets, which is like. They kind of, the bandits needed, or the, rather the, I think the story needed the bandits to be dangerous in a way that is not just like numbers, if that yeah. makes sense. Like I liked that they had yeah. a secret, not secret, but like a cheatsy doodle weapon. 
you know, because it's like yeah, the they had that tactical are, advantage too. Yeah, with the numbers and this other right. like, alternative. And, and that yeah. I think they needed that because the samurai were just awesome the whole time, especially the one dude, <laughs> the uh, whatever his name is, the 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 Kyozu. Kyozo. Yeah. That's just a that dude's a yeah. stone cold killer. Kyozo was sick, dude. When he took off and just like hauled down that little path <laughs> and was like running so fast, I was like, oh my god! I thought we <laughs> he's lost. He's gonna him. run across the world. Yeah, I thought for sure he's they not gonna make it back. played us for a while. Yeah, uh, and he comes back, hands on the gun, and just goes to sleep on the tree. And I was like, man, it ain't amazing. nothing, OG. And the kid's like, yeah. you're an amazing person. I've been waiting to tell you that. <laughs> like, what a weird compliment. <laughs> no, yeah. I really liked that cool uh, tactical thing you did. You're a great yeah. person. Magnificent. I've been wanting to tell you for so long. Magnificent person. Oh man. Yeah. Mm. That kid was hilarious. Yeah. Um, it was something. The last battle was cool. Um, and in the rain. And it set up, uh, that was the influential movie for Battles in the Rain. Uh, one of the, the <laughs> movies that took influence that was noted was the first John Wick, I guess, must have <clears throat> a last battle in the rain. I've never seen it. I have a fun fact about that battle yeah. and filming those rain scenes. So this, those scenes were supposed to be shot in the summer. They were shot in February and it snowed. Oh, wow. And so they had to wet the whole set down to melt the snow so then you had the water from the snow the water from melting the snow and you had the rain so just the amount of mud and it was freezing cold so people were like losing toenails they were freezing yeah because they're barefoot and in sandals yeah barely wearing pants half of them and like rolling around in the mud and stuff yeah Yeah. this is it looked excessively muddy and that's why and that makes sense um but like yeah I guess not excessively, but it, it looked like, like it was muddy. It was muddy, pretty sloppy muddy. But yeah. it was like cool. It was like it was. It reminded me of like, like you know, in like World War Two movies when they get like all gross and trenchy and like it, mm-hmm. it reminded me of that. It's cool. A little grit for us in our largely clean samurai movie. Yeah. I mean, not a lot of blood, you know. No, it was amazing. Um, the some of the slash the samurai kills were like. I mean, he just kind of hit that guy in the back a little bit. Yeah, kind of <laughs> stagey. Yeah, but well, and some of the this like homemade spears, I guess. Homemade? I don't know. Yeah, well, they some of the spears bamboo, that but... the villagers, yeah, that the villagers had. I was like, that's not gonna kill anyone. Yeah, but, and then you know, it, maybe it, it made did. me laugh a couple it was very times. Very dull on the end. It looked like because mm-hmm. their strategy for the last battle is like we'll let one bandit because all the bandits are on horses. We'll let one bandit in, and then like will pop out and like shut the way with the villagers with spears. And then the dudes in the middle would kill the bandit. And it was really funny to me. Like they didn't intend it to be funny. Um, but like they'd knock a bandit off the horse and you can clearly tell like they would wait for the villages to surround him for the shot. Like and then stab him so that like they they really didn't All show anyone. Now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they they really didn't show anyone but one or two times getting like you didn't see a sword really like have to enter anybody. It was a lot of slashes and then a lot of off screens. Yeah, a lot of them too. It was like they yeah. would cut like you know crowd around them so you wouldn't see any stab. It would exactly. just be like all of them. Pe- yeah, it was yeah shrouded exactly. a little bit. Uh, Which like, is also very three hundred doing the bottleneck kind of thing. Yeah, like very like. Definite strategic warfare, which is yeah. why the, the, that's why it works. That's why the samurai were able to do so much with so little. Um, man, oh God, good movie. I think it was good a movie. movie. <laughs> I like the movie. I am yeah. shocked. I can't believe that. she liked it. 
I, I can't I'm believe it. I was shocked too, honestly. I yeah. was expecting to hate it. I thought it. we were going to have another me and Carl north of three stars, Nick and Daniel <laughs> south of three stars. We <laughs> yeah. haven't gotten that no. far yet. Mm. We haven't gotten that far yet. You, don't know you like I'm it too, Nick? You don't know what I'm going to do. Because black what? and white movies are real hit or miss for you. Yeah, that's me? true. You either love yeah. them or you hate them. Yeah. Well, no, I just very hate polarizing. Well, that's another. That's, we've seen two black and white movies, and then this is the third one. So well, you're okay. hit or miss. You hated one. Well, yeah. It's the definition yeah. of hit or miss. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. We'll see where this goes then. Yeah. You had. No, I. Go ahead. Sorry. I actually had a note that involved Casablanca because. Oh. One of my thing was I. I really enjoyed how well all the characters worked together. Um. I mentioned it earlier. Like for a three and a half hour movie. You have some sort of, like, this character's doing this thing, this character's doing this thing, but they all end up coming back together towards the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And, like, the like the, the young kid who goes off and messes around with this girl, like, that had impacts on the rest of the samurai and the rest of the, the village. So I really enjoyed how, how well-written all those characters were. And that was my beef with Casablanca was you had, like, the love story in Casablanca and in the war, but they didn't really mesh well. And I thought they did the opposite here. So, I think it's just Casablanca I don't like, Carl. I, th- yeah, right. I think you just don't like I think you should watch it again, honestly, I think though. you should watch it again, because they... No, I don't want to be wrong. There so. was a, defi- there was <laughs> wow. a definite, there was a a definite scene at the end of the movie where they definitely brought the love story and the uh yeah exterior combat it's pretty together. well woven together yeah <laughs> <laughs> they definitely tie that into a neat felt forced and you're just like <laughs> it felt forced is all i'm saying i reject this right. love story you had something that you said when we were watching night one and i was like write that down and bring it up do you remember what it was the only thing i remember was we talked about the way they squat yes so yeah. good. Yes. I thought they were gonna poop so Thank many you. times. Oh, so no. Did you try to do it? <laughs> no, I didn't. We but spent fifteen minutes falling on our backs in our living room uh, yeah, we trying to do it. that. And I thought of it so it's <laughs> I'm like, are we like are white people physically unable to squat like that? <laughs> we can't jump. We can't squat. We can't dance. We can't do what it. can we do? I mean, we can podcast. No, we can podcast. And, and excel in society without as many barriers, thanks to our privilege. <laughs> oh, God. We do have that. Well, going. Have that. If we have yeah. to sit at the crisscross applesauce but benefit, I mean, we can't complain. <laughs> but no, I remember being in Savannah, and we walked like behind a pizza place, and there was an Asian guy like on his smoke break and he was squatting like that like ripping a, a lung dart and I'm like that I can't I don't think I can I don't think I can sit like that but we were talking it's like it's got to be a little harder on your hips but your feet stay flat so I feel like you could do I that forever I feel like it's got to be easier it's probably better posture yeah. like you, you rest your arms on your like thighs and it seems like it's probably yeah I want to like learn how to do it because it's got to be like a unicycle let's do the next episode like that yeah, it's got to be like a, a weight distribution thing, right? Because you're sitting yeah. folded, huh. but I feel like I've just got to get my shoulders and like mass yeah. to move forward because I just want to fall backwards. Because right, I mean, you got to lean put, forward we and do, we center got, your gravity our, a little our bit. Our heels are on our thighs, or our thighs are resting on our heels. 
So we're very like upright, but our weight is back and they're doing the opposite. They're, they're leaning forward in a way. I don't know. I want to learn how to do it. Yeah. Well, you bringing that up kind of reminded me of like another point that I like, not really a point, but just an observation where it's like, there's things within this movie that like, even if you do know film, it's like the cultural significance I don't get, you know, it's like the squatting thing. It's like, that's just not something we do. Right. So like some of that stuff can be lost on me. Um, the yeah. samurai so like, girl situation was a cultural. Yeah, like, so I was a little confused about that because I was like, aren't samurai these, like, noble, honorable figures? Why are they worried about them raping their daughters? It's, well, but, oh, so I wasn't I talking about, about that. that. I was talking about the young samurai's relationship with um, oh, okay. what's-his-face's daughter. And that's because samurai are like a, oh, what is it called? Like, they're, they're a level like a up class. in society. Yes, they're, yeah. they're a class higher. And it's like... That's why I she says, I wish I was a samurai's that. daughter. Right. And I yeah, don't know anything it, about that. But then I was, that's why I was like kind of confused. I was like, okay, the whole plan was let's go get some samurai to help us. And they bring the samurai back and they're all like hiding. And I'm like, you guys, what, this, what, what like, what do you guys, yeah, I do what you want. So, that, Carl. so I was a little confused about that. I was like, why are they scared of them? This I whole plan was to get them here. I didn't want the samurai to take the women from a perspective of, they're samurai. Like the women are gonna like them. They're they gonna won't swoon like us and go any- nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. They well, were and they've got like, don't love our women because we want our women. And there's the point of contention from the other side of the aisle. Once it comes out that they've got samurai armor, like the villagers had armor from killing right. samurai. In the Which past. how did they kill samurai? Mm-hmm. But they can't kill bandits. That was another question I had. I was like, this. Like, they said defeated well, samurai, uh, but I'm like, they're still samurai. Well, like, I think it would be like one samurai comes in and tries to do cause trouble versus 40 bandits like True. it's easier to mob one oh. bro than it is yeah. to mob tactically organize against a so there's some stuff military. like that that i was like a little confused on but then i guess uh kiko chio, uh, kiko chio was explaining how like the samurai turned them into these things so i guess like rogue samurai became sort of bandits themselves yeah, because I expect that was one kind of other thing i expect i was like samurai are these heavily armored warriors and in no part of the movie, except for like that one time Kiko Chio puts on the armor to like make the point, do we ever see an armored samurai? In fact, the bandits are dressed like samurai. That, what we but then we find out it's samurai, like they're not really yeah. samurai, they're ronin because right. they don't have masters. So I was like, oh, okay. So there's a little bit of a distinction, but I'm like, this is one you really have to like kind of know the culture. And I was like, I just don't. <laughs> so yeah, I had to look yeah, up a lot same. of stuff. Same. But um, yeah, but it didn't take away too much. But there's just some parts where I was like, I don't really know if that gesture made sense. But maybe in the culture it did, you know. Uh, one or, of the things that I thought and well, I didn't I didn't care to look this up was the old man. And they were calling him old man. And I said to you, I'm like, I, I bet that that's like, you know, how, like things get lost in translation. I bet they're mm. calling him that as like a respected, mm. like right. he's an elder, <laughs> no, and not that. just like oh, thanks, old man. man. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, for like, sure. Yeah. That's that's got to be like a, a title mm. of reverence that's just being missed in translation, and not a like they're calling him old fart. Which I is almost wonder if, yeah, it, if it should be translated now or something. Yeah, yeah. He's the wise like old if, man. Right. Mm. So there's there, it's definitely like. Some of it's lost in translation. Some of it is us just being painfully white. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, we're trying out here. We're trying. Sorry. We're trying. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying out yeah. here. Don't know a lot about Japan. Um, maybe one day. I'll watch some documentaries. We'll revisit it. Um, no, I was pleasant, very pleasantly surprised at the film. Yeah. Very I even like, surprised. you know, 
Kikuchio starts out as a character that like I didn't like. I was like, this guy, he's ter- he's kind of terrible. Well, he's a like, clown at the beginning. You know, as soon as they're trying to find their samurai and they're like, hey, there's this drunk guy that's beating everybody up. Me and Cameron were like, it's gonna be that guy. Mm-hmm. And then he stumbles <laughs> in and we're like, ah, it's him. But then by the end of the movie, I was like, oh, he grew up. Yeah, he had redemption. He's, like, he's most endearing. His character arc, when he- like... When he was with that kid in the water at the end, he's like, oh, this was me. I was like, yeah. dang, uh, man. Yeah. Really it's came kinda, on it's, it's almost really obvious, too, now looking back, that he was, like, born a farmer because the whole village loves him. Like, all the farmers are, like, the kids cackle at him. They're all chasing him around. Like, everybody loves him. Yeah, he's he the comic relief the, a little bit. He, and it plays to his benefit, but he doesn't mm-hmm. have the, like, quiet reservation. The, like... Right, you know what that I mean. He does honor. not. But yes, sense of, like <laughs> yeah, like the the reverence. weight weight of honor even yeah. that a samurai mm-hmm. has. Like he's just like I've got the biggest sword. <laughs> Who can I beat yeah. up? <laughs> it's way too big for him. Yeah. Then his sword breaks, and I was like, shit, <laughs> I like that sword. <laughs> no, my sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did it seem like the farther along in the movie we went, the less clothes he was wearing? Yes. Yeah. And he I was wondering if that was then. because well, at some point he was like he was like kind of fully clothed, and it looked like he was wearing the shortest kimono ever. And then it was like, he was just he like steals, barely covering his butt. He steals the and, bandit clothes, and that's mm-hmm. what he wears at the end. Yeah, but then he's like he's just wearing that as a top. He's not wearing any shirt or anything. He's like barely wearing any pants. So I'm he's like, is like, that like symbolic of like him going back to like his infant stage of being a baby? I don't like, know. Like, and he's that kid. Or I don't know. There were no cats in this, so or, I couldn't really tell what was going no on. Yeah. <laughs> or it was like. <laughs> I don't know him, him like the more caution he throws to the mm-hmm. wind in battle the less he's wearing because he's, he's you're yeah right. he's something got, like that he's got nothing he's, on but the top and then like the sumo wrestler butt floss like that's what yeah. he's got yeah um he's a he's of, the, yeah the butt floss he's wearing that when he caught that fish which is schmeagle yeah, well, and the fish that was clearly dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, didn't put up any fight. Because even all. like wiggling it when it comes up, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, know. I, yeah. He's the most uh, interesting. He seems the most complex. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have growth? Does he? I don't like, think so. I think I he know. has depth. But does he have growth? Yeah, I don't know if he... Yeah, I I think he nailed that. But we get with that kid scene that Nick was talking about. Like, we get backstory into him. But I don't know if he really... I I feel like he he dies before we get to see it. Because we see him have his proud moment of like... He does have a self-sacrifice. And then after, you know, he runs off to kind of get the other musket from the bandits and kind of leaves his post and dishonors the group by leaving Gets them a samurai killed. Vulnerable. Gets Yohei killed. But then he's sitting and like mourning at the grave forever. And they have to cheer him up. But and he then all, he dies, so we don't know. He's kind of a self-sabotaging character too. He's kind of the Lewin Davis of this movie. Don't where like he's, to Lewin Davis. But he, <laughs> don't even do he also does, he also has that um, raising the banner moment when the first yeah. samurai dies in the raid. Yeah. yeah. And like, he doesn't really rev up the samurai in a way. He's I like the he emotional like, core of the team. Yeah. I feel like. He's, he's the reckless spirit. Yeah. Um, I don't really. I, I wasn't mean, super if, satisfied with his death. I was, I felt like that was too yeah. soon. Like I felt like it happened like suddenly and it was like not as, I feel like there wasn't as much impact as I wanted. You know what we needed you know? for that death? What? Slow-mo. That would have made it. Better. I may have done it honestly. Like if he was just charging the guy in slow motion and then he got and killed, like, that might have been perfect. And we get like a yeah. face shot. Yeah, like, like it just from, felt yeah. too distant or removed. Like I, you know, I was just like, wrong. what? That's it. More slow mo. Like, this yeah. movie could learn a thing or two from three hundred. 
I was wondering, like, do you oh, think this geez. would work wow. if they did kind of modernize it? Not like remake it, but like if it was like if it was colorized and like stylized in a three hundred way, would it work still? If they kept the the core story parts, or I was would it just say be... they they did, but they they remade Magnificent Sevens, so not <clears> this. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it would have the same charm. I feel like they would have to change it. They would have to make it more. Well, yeah. Like it would have to be gritty. Not even have to. They would make it more Hollywood right. action film. And this was not an yeah. action film. I, what kind of movie? Part yeah. of what I appreciate about it, it is that it yeah, was just classic. Oh, exactly. I don't know. I'm with you. It yeah. was more, and it it had that definite old movie feel that I enjoy. It, mm-hmm. in that it feels just generally that slow burn, calmer. You know. Yeah. Like Hollywood is trying to give me hypertension. These days. Right. Like, even the long drawn out <laughs> battle, I was like, I wasn't really stressed. We were paying attention, yeah. Yeah. but it wasn't stress. Like, oh, it was. That's got to be interest. so much about the edit too, because like, you look at newer action films and it's cut, 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 showing you different angles oh, constantly, yeah. popping. You're like, God, these were all very steady cam shots, mm-hmm. where you almost feel like you're there. Like it's like, because I'm not, I don't have to pop, pop, pop around. It's like I'm just kind of sitting here and kind of just panning around like I could if I was there. So well, it, the last, it felt a lot more. The last battle, you can definitely way. tell. Like, all right, the camera is up in a hut out of the rain. You know, like <laughs> looking down while they're chasing a horse around and yakety sax is playing in my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like. And is some of it like the look of film and the feel of old film? Like, I just don't know. I don't know enough to know, but I just know that I like old movies more than new ones. (laughs) Yeah. I do have one complaint about the quality of the audio at points was kind of rough or like blown out. I was listening with like these headphones and maybe that was the mistake. Okay. was pretty Mm -hmm. rough. So what I said to Danielle was um, one of the things that modern movies definitely benefit from is microphones that don't get that don't peak as soon as someone gets remotely loud. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. that's what it was is like, and, and yeah. um, what's his face? Our, our boy that we were just talking about. Kokichiro. Kikuchio. Kikuchio. Kiko. Kiko. He, um, he <laughs> definitely like, peaked, he, yeah, he peaks the microphone like more than anybody else. And he's yeah. like yelling all the time. And it's like, man, um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I don't know. Well, Nick, you were trying to get a word in a second ago. What were you going to bring up? Yeah, I was just, I had a couple notes on how it was filmed. There was, they did have what you were saying, like multiple angles and multiple shots and multiple cameras rather. Um, But a lot of what he does was with a single camera. So you have, instead of using multiple cameras from multiple angles to tell the story, he would have a single shot and then move the characters around in that frame. Um, Single cam versus multi-cam. Which apparently... (laughs) Apparently, and obviously I'm not a film person, I've just learned all this today, but apparently apparently that's called character blocking, um, where you kind of keep people out of frame and like essentially reveal things just by moving people around versus moving the camera around, Um, which is cool. And it probably, that probably had a lot of impact on how the, like people acted like you got to be aware of if you're looking at the camera, you got your back to the camera, how your faces expressions, you know, what if it's more like stage performing than, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, so the term character blocking comes from theater. Oh, look at me where you have a, a set stage. Look at you. You're so smart being right. <laughs> so it's a lot, it's a lot of like choreography of the characters in a scene versus moving the camera around the characters. If that makes sense. Yeah, more, um, more weight on the actor performances. Yeah. We were saying Citizen Kane Some, came out first. Yes, 
Citizen Kane so was the early 40s. Because he had that the deep focus, before. too. And I'm wondering, so yeah, do you think so that, that had any impact? Thing. Okay. I would imagine, because deep focus was where everything in the shot is in focus, foreground, background. Yes. From what I remember, Citizen Kane was the first to do that. Yeah, and th this movie's after. So I would Im I would well, imagine. I just wonder, like, different countries, maybe he just found it on his own. or not as I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how easy it is yeah, to get maybe. a movie from America to they, Japan. I did, when like, I was reading, it did say that this movie had, like, cinematography influence on, like, the big directors. Um, I yeah. mentioned Tarantino, and it mentioned, um, what's the dude that did, um, um, Gangs in New York. What's that director? Scorsese. Scorsese. They mentioned those two actors and a couple others I wasn't from, or directors and a couple others I wasn't familiar with. But what I read didn't get as into like what shots particularly were influential, like they did with Citizen Kane with the deep focus and the like force perspective and stuff. So um, I love the deep focus stuff, especially in, in this movie. We had a lot of scenes where stuff was far away. Yeah. So like when the houses were on fire across the bridge. Yeah. Like getting to see all of that is pretty awesome. I wonder if just it was, a, just I, I saw an the opening quote. shot. I mean, where they're the guy on the horses or the bandits are running to the left. Yeah. You have that like very silhouetted against the sky. And then you have them like towering over the village to show that they're like the, you know, they're bigger than, you know, they, you're going to like they're like the big problem or whatever. I'm running out of words right now, but yeah, it's just say, like the way they stage everything is very, you know, symbolic. I was going to say uh, like the, yeah. that a lot of similar shots in Westerns, but Westerns have those shots because of this movie. Well, so. I did hear that it was somewhat cyclical that, uh, the director Kurosawa was a little bit influenced by some other Westerns. And then, uh, that some of that kind of, it was like a cyclical thing, but definitely a lot of the Westerns that we know is like the Westerns were influenced by this one and not the other way. What's crazy to me is, um, this is nine years after the war ended. <clears throat> this came out. So we're talking, maybe it takes a year to make a movie. So we're talking eight years. And this got delayed a lot, actually. Like this was one of the most expensive movies ever. Like the production company, like halted production several times because they were like, yo dude, this is way too expensive. <laughs> and Kurosawa yeah. was just kind of like, I'm going to go fishing. Y'all come back to me because you've already spent way too much money to give up. And he did. He just was like, you'll come back. Baller. And That's they did. Cool. So this yeah. probably took a while it's just to the, put the, together. The, he had so, done other big movies too, or was like to earn that yeah. kind of this was reputation? His, this was his first samurai film. I don't know hmm. where it's at, like in his catalog. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. I, it's just like the turnaround from from losing the war to this is just crazy to me. Granted, eight years is a long time. But like, I don't know, man. It's just wild. Um, wild. But yeah, um, do we want to do, do we have anything else? Any, any other thoughts from anybody? Any other notes? One, one thing that I saw was that uh, there's like a film, like not theory about like film in general, but just like about that the way that you can kind of stage things. Yeah. <laughs> no, you took my bit. Um, no, that uh, basically that the movement of uh, basically if a character moves from right or left to right, they're more perceived as a good character. Whereas if they move right to left, they're more perceived as villainous. And like by and large, the bandits always move right to left huh. across the screen. And the same with like the farmers, the samurai, almost always left to right. Huh. There are a few scenes that, you know, kind of contradict that. But for the most part, that's like 
throughout the film. Is that and it's like why? to do something for that? Like why? I don't know. Oh, I don't. Like, is I don't, that a is that a hallmark of? It's like just a subconscious Eastern thing, and I'm not storytelling sure. Or well, that's what I wonder because it's like don't doesn't Japanese read right to left? I don't know. I think so. So that would be the opposite because he it, was crossing out the things. Well, we would Which was also really cool that they had that little kind of right. map to cue in. That was a really cool motif. He's a, he's a strategist. It was brilliant. Yeah. Well, he it was a good way to like visually cue us in as the viewers. Like, okay, we're like we're mark like we're making progress across the battle because it is a long movie I to keep track of every little they point. Would, like, they were killing way more. Like he would cross off like three, and I was like, that seemed like they killed like five or <laughs> yeah. eight, not like yeah. three. Well, a couple like slithered out though earlier. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're accidentally killing each other. That's an interesting uh, note, though. Uh, anything else, anybody? If not, we'll go right into ratings, um, and uh, pick some star ratings. So, um, who wants to start? Though I'm, I'm most interested in what Daniel and, and Nick think, um, <laughs> because I probably know what Carl thinks, because I know what I think. <laughs> so, and we're the same. <laughs> it's just no. It's funny to me that you and Carl are the same, and we're I, we're not the same, even though we're married. I would not have ex- <laughs> I would not have expected that. I don't think that I would agree with Carl so much, but I definitely yeah, do. Kind of funny. I definitely yeah. do. And we've got the same glasses on. Glasses, boys. You, know, yeah. you got to wear weird yeah. glasses. It's a uh, you know R.I.P. Mitch. Yellow Sunny's black shirts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, why don't you go first? I can go first. Okay. Um, I actually I thought about this ahead of time because I really didn't know what. I wanted to do. Um, I think for me, Nick, I like the way he said it. This movie was very balanced. And I think that's kind of when I think back to the movies I haven't liked is that they haven't felt very balanced. Like inside Lewin Davis didn't have a lot of heartwarming tones, which I know that's not the point. It's a miserable movie. You know, I like a movie that's balanced. Um, same with like Gangs of New York or that even Citizen, even Citizen Kane. <laughs> um, so I enjoyed this movie way more than I expected to. I don't feel like it dragged on. Um, the last over three hour movie I watched was, um, Avatar The Way of Water. And about an hour and a half in, I was looking at my phone and I was like, dear God, I'm only halfway through. <laughs> and like the whole final battle of that was like just pain because it's so stressful but this like i wasn't stressed even when kind of things fell apart a little bit i was still like okay we're going and you know i don't know there was still just heart and story behind it all so you know i you care about the characters you care about the villagers the samurai um so i was really torn between a three and a 3.5 but i think i want to give it a 3.5 hmm hmm which is crazy to me that this is going to be higher than most of the things on this list. Right. <laughs> well, it's, an, for me, it's but a legendary movie, though. It is. And I don't know. I, I liked it. Well, I wouldn't want to watch it a lot because it's really long. I but. know we normally end with Nick, but I want to jump right to him. <laughs> All right. Um, so I have a couple notes here. Um, I think I'm, I, I'm with a lot of what Danielle just said. Um, one of the biggest things for me was the character development or not even necessarily development, but just how well they work together. Um, obviously they're samurai, so that's pretty central to being a samurai is teamwork. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. It was cool because there was a lot of characters, but I cared about them all. I even cared. Like I got upset when the old, like the the guy with the crazy face died. Johan, right? Like he's he was sort of a minor character, but I still like he died. I was like, oh my god, no, yeah. you know, like. So I cared about all the stories, and I thought all the stories worked really well together. Um, the way it was filmed was also awesome. The deep focus, the the way he would move characters around the camera, like we were talking about. And for me to pick up on stuff like that as a non-movie, <laughs> non-film person, yeah. like, that says something. Yeah. Um, and for special, me... Like a special yeah, movie. and to recognize that influence without having seen like stuff like the bugs life or getting all the star wars and how everything correlates like um i don't know i think i think it's it's telling of how good this movie is um i didn't make a note uh last night and i'm reading it now and it feels kind of crazy but maybe it's not um i wrote down is it a masterpiece and I think the answer is yes, because definition of masterpiece, it's a work of outstanding artistry, skill, or workmanship. And I think it checks all those boxes. Like, it visually is great. It's written really well. It's directed great. Um, so I think we can call it a masterpiece, well, too. Yeah, for what Citizen Kane did for the art of shooting film, this did for storytelling. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. well put. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because Citizen Kane's story, I know Nick loved it and resonated with it a lot, but it was more simple i guess and this is a really simple yeah, story yeah. but it was more yeah a spectacle of yeah composition yeah. and yeah like technicality whereas this and story this was like endlessly story. repeated yeah. yeah you nailed it yeah you hit the hammer on the so nail. i think a masterpiece i think unequivocally this is a masterpiece yeah that's a good word so stars though what's your rating um stars i was kind of torn i've gone back and forth i'm gonna land on because a part of me wants to give it a five. Ooh. Wow. It's your second five, right? But I don't have a real reason why, but I'm, I feel like four and a half is better. All right. Four and a half. So I'm going to go four and a half. It wasn't right. a perfect yep. masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't perfect. <laughs> when I look at the stars, I see someone else. Carl, you go next. <laughs> All right. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, you know, it, going into it, knowing how I would have to read, I think that was like the weakest part <laughs> of the movie. It was because I was reading everything in my voice. It was like, of course they turned on us. They're like, you've, you've made them into monsters. And it's like my voice. And I was like, I'm not bringing the energy that should be brought into this like subtitle work, you know? Um, so that like the weakest part of the movie was just me. Um, so I thought, you know, one of my favorite parts was just the relationship between all the samurai. They kind of, for the most part, were all strangers, but they like immediately had that camaraderie. Um, they were fun, like they were funny. They like joked around. They weren't just serious. So there was like this kind of like Especially charming. Like I wish I was four. a samurai. Yeah. yeah um, so that was really fun to see. And then you know you have like these really heavy moments where like that old lady went to go like avenge her son or whatever it was, and mm. she like brought the like pitchfork thing to kill that dude. And I was like, oh my She's god, so hobbly. Was yeah. I was like, yikes. Um, so there's like there was just a lot in this movie. Um, but um, I mean, I feel like we've kind of talked on everything about like the camera, the staging, the composition. You know, the influence it's had across culture. Um, I. I'm kind of with Nick about the four or five or five. I, the, the thing keeping me from the five is that I don't think I could watch it again 
as you know as much as i've watched like pulp fiction or like the other movies that i gave a five so i think four or five is probably where i'll keep it um yeah just a short and sweet summary four or five i think i'm also gonna go for four point five um and not quite five part I, I i'm more torn between four and four and a half to be honest but um I've gone four i just don't five. think well i think three and a half for you for an old movie that's a really high score okay uh, compared to what you've rated other most, I feel like most of your films are below the three yeah, mark. They are. <laughs> that is yeah. You're just a harsher critic than the rest of us. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Weighted GPA. That's like a five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so no, I, I don't know. There's to go off of your, um, would I watch it again? I, I don't know. I feel like if I saw it on like TCM or, you know, the older like cable channels, I'd, I'd stop by for 15 minutes and be like, Oh, I liked this part. But Mm -hmm. no, I don't know if when she leaves town, I tend to watch a lot of like old crap. Um, (laughs) I don't think I'll be firing up seven samurai. Uh, and the, I think the only movie I've given a five is Pulp Fiction. And this is not as good to me. Um, which is probably blasphemy because it's so influential, but it is what it is. Right. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, no four and a half is great. Uh, very good. Very up there with Citizen Kane for me. Uh, I definitely, definitely get why these two are like two of the most influential films of all time. Like, of course. And like I said earlier, it's Citizen Kane with cinematography and this is storytelling. Um, it's Bugs Life. It's Star Wars. It's, it's so many things. It's, everything. it's Westerns. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's everything. It's, it's seven Samurais. So, so many things. So no, a great movie. I really enjoyed it. And I, figured I would cause it's old and I'm old, but, um, <laughs> uh, and I'm very, uh, I don't get bored very easily with like, no, you don't traditionally <laughs> boring things. Like you mm-hmm. know, when she leaves town, I'm like so stoked to like drink beer and watch five hours plus of world war two documentaries, <laughs> uh, which if you're looking for one, the greatest events of world war two in color on Netflix is freaking awesome. color. So yeah, it's it's color, Nick. You'll love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't not like I would love to see this colorized though. I because like him yeah. not like him like laying in the flower fields. I want to see what it would look like. I want to see what's actually like yeah. there. Here's why yeah. I wouldn't mind some pictures of what it Here's was. why I have prejudice against wanting to colorize things in black and white. And this is probably unfair, but it is for me. When the Andy Griff the show went color, it was not mm. as good. <laughs> there is something about the like, like the charm of like the antiquity or whatever of doing it the old way. But yeah, it's, it's like it's I, part of me just like, wants to see. I just want to see. You know what it's kind of like to a lesser degree is like reading, because you get mm. to like. I feel like it leaves more for your brain to kind of literally oh, color in yeah. the pages yeah. i did enough reading in That's this fair. movie already though <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but we all liked yeah. it we're in a grants again yeah. we are we, well, we did it yeah one we, other note i had is like yeah, i mentioned ahead. in the good the bad the ugly how they could have made that like a three or four part series this would have been an amazing six part like episode or like like uh, yeah because they really could have broken it into like th- like 30 minute episodes we're like here's the village and they're going to the the other city to find the samurai end episode new episode is they find that guy that uh so, cambay that shaves his head and that's episode two and like they could have really broken it up it's and funny. made it more digestible i guess but i still didn't have a problem getting through it but it's funny you mentioned that because Uh-oh. there is an anime series based on this called the seven Ooh. Samurai. it's called like seven samurai x or something like that and i want to watch x yeah i want to watch it because yeah 
that's probably exactly what you want, but it is anime, yeah. so it'll be a little more like dramatized and stuff. But yeah, uh, should I we? Think I I think I want to watch more either Japanese or specifically samurai stuff because yeah. I really enjoyed this. Oh, I know. I yeah, really that was another note I had. I wanted to watch with any of that. This what was the one that directly influenced genre? Star Wars: The Hidden Castle or The Hidden Temple or I something don't like that? No, Hidden Fortress. Hidden There's another one called Hidden Fortress, I think, that was like directly influenced uh, Lu- uh, Lucas, and I was like, I want to watch that, and I want to watch from other this like director. Yes. Oh, I want to no watch kidding. a lot of other. Yeah. So that's where I was like, that's another like, uh, you know, put that marker. I was like, I want to see other things that he's done. Like, put, and put like, that I'm in really the list intrigued for next year. If you can okay. remember to add it tonight, Hidden uh, Fortress. I'm not saying it'll I'm make. I'm gonna it. add it right now to my list. Yeah, add it because nice. there's like nine thousand movies for next year. Uh, we'll see we're what happens. But to, sorry. Uh, we're have to trim. <laughs> well, yeah. we could do this show for 40 years for real. So maybe we will. Yeah. You don't know me. All right. Should we pick you a movie? Don't know me. I really kind of want to stay in like a, like a spirited away or a kill bill. Like I kind of want to stay in this vein. I would now. love to get kill bill or yeah. I still, the bucket hates all, us. Yeah. So it's I, not going to happen. I would give it all away just to watch the Godfather. I'm just telling you. Truman Show. <laughs> I would. <laughs> 2001 Space Odyssey. The Muppet Every I just want to watch Truman Show. The, I just want to watch The Muppet Movie. Do you have a ticket? Movie. No, I oh, want okay. you to shake the bucket. Oh, okay. Let Phoebe pick. I thought you were just going to hold it. Phoebe, do you want to pick the bucket? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, she pulled the match. She doesn't have oh, any hands. All right. Oh. I pulled uh, LA Confidential. I don't know what that is. Oh. Huh. I don't know what that is either. I've never heard of that. Expectations. We've never heard of this movie. <laughs> a 1997 film What's featuring that? Russell Crowe and Kevin Spacey. What? Oh, no. you know. Oh, it's a crime slash crime. <laughs> slash crime. Crime slash crime. It is a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. That nice. might be one of the highest. That's a lot of yeah. percents. Uh I definitely saw 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie we just watched. Nick hmm. Danny DeVito's in it. <gasps> nice. Y- yikes. <laughs> Nick loves Danny DeVito because he's short. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, this might hmm. be like kind of what I've been wanting is it like a like a copy crime. Is it like a noir kind of, crime detective kind of thing or what was it? I'm not, I'm not sure if it's so let's read the, the synopsis. Three so, policemen, each with his, his own motives and obsessions, tackle the corruption surrounding an unsolved murder at the downtown Los Angeles coffee shop in the early 1950s. Ooh. So that is noirish. The so 50s. I've kind of been wanting to watch a noir. We have a noir. We have two noir in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Remind me, Falcon. Can oh, can I be dumb? What? Yeah. What? Sure. What word are you saying right now? N-O-I-R. Noir. Noir. What does that mean? How do you describe uh, noir? Next week to just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'll Google it. We'll Google it later because like I know what it is in my brain. Yeah. It's but a word I don't I can know what it say, is enough to articulate it. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna watch a genre of it's crime like, film. Yeah. I feel. I feel like noir characterized films have, like, by cynicism. Like VO. cynicism, fatalism, brooding, yeah, yeah. moral ambiguity, like ambiguity. diners in the rain with like a voiceover yeah. of, I really thought that I had that one, you know, like, yeah. oh, like, like Riverdale, like a trench, coat, like yeah. a trench coat, and like yeah. a hat. trench coat with the collar up yeah. under a fedora, yeah. and it's like, but he's got his hands in his pockets, but his shoulders are high. He's <laughs> a, new, yeah. a newspaper. Yeah. Take Rick Blaine from Casablanca and make him solve a crime. Well, actually, Hi. funny you mention yeah. that. No. We're watching Maltese Falcon, which is Rick Blaine from Casablanca. In in a, in a noir really? film. Yes, it's Humphrey Bogart. What's up. So oh, I'm excited that. about that. All right. Well, we're gonna watch LA Confidential, whatever the hell Yippee. that is. And um Hey. 
I just wanted to point out Frank Sinatra's in LA Confidential. <gasps> well, that'll be five stars for me. And uh, <laughs> tune in next week to see if that's real. And we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll catch you in the next one. See ya.